If you'd love to support Michelle and I, you can over on Kofi. It's £4 slash six bucks and you can become part of the VIP Royal community. We have a private Facebook group and we also have a monthly Zoom call. So if you'd love to, we'll leave the link in the show notes. A grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crowned to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and let's keep up with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Keeping Up the Windsors. I'm Rachel. And I'm Michelle. Michelle, we actually did it. We met the king. I can't believe it. Last episode, we had this whole spiel about we don't know whether we're going to see him. We're just going to go see what happens. Rach, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. And the amount of people that messaged us on Instagram, in our Facebook group, on YouTube, <laughs> on YouTube, that were just amazed. And they were like, yes, I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy that you got to meet him. And if you haven't seen it, head on over to our Instagram at Keeping Up The Windsor's Pod because we posted a reel of the moment that we met King Charles III. Shell, how many people can say they met the king? I know. And we had a little conversation. We are going to talk in detail about us meeting the king in the royal news. So we're going to keep that for a bit later. What have we got today, Rach? So today we're going to be talking about the Princess Royal. She's been in New Zealand and Australia. We've also got an update on the patronages because, as we know, since the Queen passed away, what's going to be happening to those patronages that she supported all those years? So we've got Mm. a little update about those. We've also got a royal birthday and shell. We have William and Catherine at the BAFTAs. And this was controversial this week. (laughs) There's so much to talk about. Rach, we've had some lovely comments over on Instagram recently. Had a message from Hala Zandi Griffin. I hope I pronounced that right. And she said, hello from Las Vegas. I just wanted to tell you both, I'm a huge royal family fan. I love everything royals and England. I enjoy your podcast weekly and look so forward to it. I listen to it at work and everyone is always asking me what I'm listening to. They all know I am a royal family fan, so I give them the scoop when they ask. Much love from Vegas. Love, love, love the podcast. Oh, have you been to Vegas, Rach? I've never been, but you have, haven't you? I stayed at the Venetian. Yeah, I did like a helicopter ride, Cirque du Soleil. I went to the Grand Canyon. It was absolutely spectacular. However, I wasn't a massive fan of the whole Vegas strip thing. I actually quite liked the outskirts of Vegas and beyond. And I did the actual like razzmatazz of it all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think it's one of those places like I'd love to see the Grand Canyon, but Royal Community, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know, Michelle and I, we're not drinkers. We're not gamblers. We're not gamblers. (laughs) That side of Vegas, I think like you show, it wouldn't really appeal to me. It's not like at the top of my list, but Mm. I wouldn't say no to little trips to Vegas. I won this trip to Vegas. So I feel like it was a bonus holiday really for me. You know, we can carry on talking about my Vegas thing all day. Thank (laughs) you so much for your lovely message. It's so wonderful, isn't it? Vegas, can you believe people are listening to us in Vegas? I know, it's crazy. And we just wanted to say thank you to everyone that messaged us on Instagram or emailed us at keepingoutthewindsorspod at gmail.com. Last week, we were speaking about the Queen and we said, do you miss the Queen Royal community? Because we miss her. And a lot of people said, 
exactly the same as us, Shell, that they miss her and they think about her all the time. And I think it's because we're still seeing a lot of images. We're seeing a lot of footage still of the Queen. So in some ways, it doesn't feel like she's actually gone. I completely agree with you. And I tell you what, I'm actually quite shocked at how lingering this feeling of missing her is. And I guess you're right, we're still in that transitional phase, aren't we? And I think even after the coronation, even when it comes to accession day, I'm still going to feel a bit down about the fact that she's not here because we've grown up with her, haven't we? We have, yeah. And as you said about seeing the Queen everywhere, I've got a new obsession, Rachel. I don't think I've spoken to you about this new obsession. Oh, no. What's this? It's painting by numbers. What's that? It's basically when you get a canvas and it's a picture and you get all your paints and stuff and you literally just colour in all the number ones, colour in all the number twos. Oh, sh- Royal Community, I know you can't see this, but I'm just showing Rachel my paint by numbers. Can you see that? Oh, it's, cool. it's the Italian Riviera. I am absolutely loving this. And the reason I bring it up is because I'm going to be getting a queen paint by numbers. Oh. Yeah. Either in our VIP Royal Community Facebook group or on Instagram or both. I'm not quite sure yet. I might actually put my progress of my queen paint by numbers. Yeah, you should. And Royal Community, if you want to grab your own paint by numbers, <laughs> we're not sponsored or anything. I'm just saying it's my new hobby. I love it. So yeah, that's what I've been doing. I, I think you, everyone needs a bit of a craft, don't they? I don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely terrible at painting, but I now <laughs> feel like I'm like some kind of master. So that's our little catch up Royal Community for this week. Shall we head on to the Royal Roundup? Because there's a lot to talk about. Let's do it. <laughs> let's start with the princess royal as we mentioned last week she was in new zealand with her husband sir timothy lawrence they went to a riding for disabled group in pororua i hope i pronounced that correctly and in christchurch they went to see the rebuilding of the city following the earthquake in 2011 they also attended a rededication service for citizens war memorial where she laid a wreath hang on do we have anything for what lay a wreath right? no we don't do we, we don't do we Royal community send your suggestions in <laughs> i know i know and visited wellington's havana coffee works oh i saw this on instagram i love this bit um, and she roasted her own blend of coffee named the princess royal cyclone relief blend now the blend is described as bold and rich with deep caramel and european chocolate aftertones i'm loving the sound of this coffee and this special brew is available online with all the proceeds going to supporting the victims of cyclone gabrielle through the red cross Go the Hobnob! This is an amazing thing to do! Go the Hobnob! And we've also included a link in the show notes if you want to buy your own special blend of Anne's coffee. Just a quick little side note. Royal Community, if you don't know, in Britain, a Hobnob is a biscuit slash cookie if you call them cookies where you're from. Have you ever dipped a Hobnob in a coffee? No, I don't drink hot drinks, do I? What about hot chocolate? Have you put it in a hot chocolate? No, I haven't actually. Because I'm wondering whether you get the Hobnobs blend dipping in a <laughs> Hobnob into the coffee that she's created. Come on. That is a twist on a twist. Let's carry on with patronages, Rach. What's happening? Yeah, so following His Majesty's accession, the royal household is conducting a review of the royal patronages. The review will cover the organisations of which Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II was patron of and those organisations to which the King and the Queen Consort were connected through patronage or presidency as Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Cornwall. So we saw this, didn't we, show in the week and we thought we'd bring it up because we've always wondered what's going to happen now to all of those hundreds and hundreds of patronages that the Queen supported throughout her 
her life because yep. there were so many and royal community as you know we've spoken about before as there are now less working members of the royal family how is that going to be spread out because these patronages and presidencies really rely on the royal support don't they they do and over her 70 year reign Queen Elizabeth II had built up such an amazing connection to certain charities and patronages. So actually, this is a very contentious issue because that's a lot of extra work for other members of the family. What Have they come to a decision on, on what's happening with them or is this still just in review? No, this is still in review. So Royal Community, when we'll know, we'll update you. Okay, we're going to talk about somebody we don't tend to talk about on the podcast, but I love it all the same. What's happening with Catherine, the Duchess of Kent? So she celebrated her 90th birthday this week. Now, we have spoken about her a few times on the podcast. Catherine married the Duke of Kent in 1961 and was a working royal until 1996, when she started to step back from her royal duties and pursue her love of music, where she became a music teacher at a primary school. And she also gave piano lessons in a rented flat just around the corner from her house in Kensington Palace. She sounds like my kind of lady. I love it. Shell, maybe this is something to consider. We always say to the royal community, what would you like to hear from us? And a lot of people say a bit about royal history. Maybe on the times when we're on holiday, we should do episodes of royal family members that don't really have a lot of spotlight on them anymore, but over the years have contributed so much to the work that the Queen did. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah, and Royal Community, I'm currently reading the Duke of Kent's autobiography. And I'm telling you what, it's really, really interesting because it's not an autobiography in the sense that I've read before. It's a conversation between him and the author. But at the start, it gives you an appendix of people that the author had spoken to and then you're having little inserts of these conversations put into the book so for example I'm up to the point now where the Duke of Kent is going into his military service and he's not yet met Catherine so that'll be really interesting and I think I've spoken about this before on the podcast I watched a documentary and she's had several miscarriages and she actually had a stillbirth oh did she really yeah she did And she was one of the first royals in over 250 years to convert to Catholicism. Oh, wow. Catherine is a very interesting character, isn't she? Her life that she's led has been remarkable. So I would happily cover that in one of our special episodes when we're on holiday at any point. But Rach, under your recommendation, I've actually got the Duke of Kent's autobiography on my Audible credit because I had one more from Abby Spear. So I'm going to start reading that as well because you mentioned it and I thought we don't give enough light to the Duke of Kent. And I think he's served so well in the royal family. So I wanted to learn more about him as well. So I've done the same. So I'm going to look forward to having little conversations about the book soon. Yeah, absolutely. We saw the King visiting Ukrainian military recruits who are training with British and international partner forces in the UK. His Majesty watched troops training and chatted with them as this week marks one year of the ongoing war against Ukraine. I saw a little bit of this on YouTube and one of the army sergeants who was in charge of this training said over the years they're going to have about 20,000 Ukrainian soldiers come over and they actually train for five weeks and then they take them back to Ukraine to fight. And this is happening with other countries as well in the world. And I think it was very important for the king to be there and to see them. And we saw him, was it last week or the week before, with President Zelensky? 
So this theme of Ukraine and supporting Ukraine is actually threaded throughout the whole of their royal duties, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was nice to see the king in a more casual environment, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because he wasn't in a suit. He went in what I would gather is his comfy clothes. It was like if he's trimming hedges in the countryside, wasn't it? Yeah, not at all like when we saw him when he was all suited and booted. (laughs) Suited and booted. Yeah. But um, like you said, it's just a brilliant way to show support. And as we know, Royal Community, the Royals, they're not really allowed to be political or be seen to be political. Yeah. So this is his way of showing his support in the way that he can. Let's move on because the question, to glove or not to glove? This was a big deal this week. So as president of BAFTA, the Prince of Wales went to the awards accompanied by the Princess of Wales. Now, I have to say, I thought William looked absolutely dashing. Yes, he looked spectacular. Velvet, obviously, he's got to be William. Of course. <laughs> Tom Ford, impeccable. Tick. Double-breasted. Tick. Pocket square. Tick. Tick. <laughs> no Top Gun shoes, though, I have to <laughs> <No>. say. <laughs> he really did look the part, didn't he? He really did. And then Shell, and then we have Catherine. Catherine, Catherine, Catherine. So many comments. So (laughs) So many. many. (laughs) I've seen, I hated the gloves. I loved the gloves. What were those earrings? I loved the earrings. Why was she wearing a floaty dress with the evening gloves? It doesn't go. Oh my God, I love it. (laughs) We like the bag. We like the hair. We don't like the hair. We don't like the bag. The makeup's too heavy. Oh, I have to say something about the makeup, actually, because when I saw Catherine on the red carpet, this is a big deal here. It's like our version of the Oscars, isn't it? It is. I'd say it's probably a little bit pared down. The Oscars is like the creme de la creme, isn't it? This is like the next one down, but it's the biggest thing we have here. And when I saw her on the red carpet, I thought her makeup, everything, like you could tell it was impeccably done. But then I saw pictures and videos of Catherine inside the actual event harsh lighting overhead she was taking a seat she was chatting to somebody by the side and then it did a bit of a close-up on Catherine and actually you could see that she was wearing a lot of makeup and you never would have saw that when all the lights are flashing on the red carpet but in a normal lighting situation it looked very heavy but I tell you what it still looked impeccable it didn't look out of place Mm. it didn't look cakey shall I say Yeah, I think the hair, the one comment I would have said is I would have loved if it was sleek, like she wore it to the Top Gun premiere. She wore her hair straight, but maybe it was because of the weather, because if you get that fine bit of rain, and we've seen photos of Catherine before, she has naturally wavy, curly hair. What was she actually dressed in then, Rach? Tell the Royal Community. So she was wearing upcycled Alexander McQueen dress that she wore to the BAFTAs back in 2019. The black opera gloves were by Cornelia James. And she was wearing Zara statement earrings and Royal Community. As soon as I saw those earrings and I saw those Zara, I went on there and I ordered them straight away. <laughs> they were what, like $17.99, wasn't they? $17.99. It just goes to show this is what Catherine does. She makes herself in certain situations more accessible because we look at her and we think, oh, we love her outfit. And, you know, but I can't afford a £2,000 dress. Yeah. And then she puts a high street pair of earrings and they sold out within, I think it was like 15 minutes. Yeah. I put it up on our stories. I put a link to it and someone messaged me about five minutes after I put that link up and they were like, they're already sold out. I clicked the link and they were like, 
this is sold out and I absolutely love the earrings I loved them so I'm yeah. jealous that you have them Rach. <laughs> <laughs> jealous okay so let's talk about it then I actually didn't like it I'll give you some reasons why I loved every single element 100% but I just didn't like them together I didn't like the fact that it was an upcycled dress that she already wore to the same event if it was something that she'd wore previously to a different event I'd say fair enough but it seemed a bit lazy to me I know she'd added the sash but actually I think if she would have had that chiffon drape in maybe the black color or in a different standout like pop of pink or something or even a baby blush pink I think it would have brought everything together but I will say this I was digging the black opera gloves I don't think royals wear opera gloves enough no they they don't wear tiaras enough and they do not wear (laughs) opera gloves enough so my first thought was when I saw the first picture come through and I was like oh my god opera gloves like that I literally said that I was like yeah I was like wow it's amazing like you said we've never seen her wearing opera gloves before the only thing I would say about the dress is I liked the dress I think maybe if she had worn a black sash or black band around the middle of the dress just to break it up because it was very stark white and then the gloves were black I did not like the shoe choice I didn't like her shoes whatsoever I loved the floatiness and the movement of the dress a lot of people were saying they liked it more when they saw the whole outfit in motion when you were seeing the videos of her because when you were just seeing the pictures it didn't really look all that but when she was moving I think it brought much more to the whole outfit And I think the gloves were her way of being edgy. This was her version of edgy because we don't really see Catherine in a look like this very often. Yeah. But I would have loved the black gloves with either the Roland Marais dress that she wore to the Top Gun premiere. So it's very fitted, very sleek. Or do you remember that black Alexander McQueen velvet dress she wore way back back in the day? Yeah. That would have looked perfect. Or if she had worn a black dress with white opera gloves. Rach, also, black opera gloves are actually very fashion-forward and they are on the runway at the moment. So I think this may possibly be Catherine being way fashion-forward. That's a trendy thing. Royal community, do I now need a pair of opera gloves? Yes, and you shall wear them on the coronation day. (laughs) (laughs) With those Zara earrings and Zara. And I want to pick this point up because we have to remember she was there in a supporting role for William. So William had to shine. And I think maybe, and I'm just giving the benefit of the doubt to the stylist, those elements probably were considered adding the black sash, adding the black elements here and there, maybe changing from a black dress to a white dress, vice versa. And I think this worked the best with still allowing William to shine Mm -hmm. because it still brings a little bit of gravitas to Catherine, but it's not the gold dress moment. Yeah. But I will say I was disappointed. I agree with you. I think this is her being edgy and I'm all for it. I am all for it. But what happened was she had one foot in her royal old style and one foot in a new royal style. And I just wanted her to go completely 100% into that new rebirth of her next phase, shall we say. And I think she really came out of that in the Earthshot Prize with that green dress. That was a bit of a detour, wasn't it, Mm. from what we usually see. And I'm here for it. I'm waiting for it. I am waiting for her to make those really daring 
fashion choices and not to just lean on the old favorites. Come on, another upcycled Alexander McQueen. Come on. I said to the VIP Royal Community on our Facebook group, Rach, that we had Vivian Westwood, who've just passed away. And bear in mind, she is not a royal stylist. But how edgy would have been if she would have just grabbed like a clutch bag from Vivian Westwood as a tribute? Or Stella McCartney, who's had so many accolades recently and has had her investiture. There's so many British designers you can choose from. There's so many designers in the whole world you can choose Mm. from. I think the gloves to me as well. I think if they had been a bit shorter in the arms, I think they were quite high up, especially where the sash was. I think, you know, it was too close to her armpit, if that makes sense. No, it does make sense. It does. And when you look back at photos of the queen for example when she used to wear evening gloves back in the 50s i think maybe this was Catherine's way of paying homage to the queen because bafta actually did a little tribute to her majesty didn't they which was a tearjerker (laughs) i cried this was just so fitting for her majesty queen elizabeth ii can i just say i didn't know that the queen had a bafta yeah did you not can you remember having one no i can't yeah. remember that but it, it was made a big deal out of and i was like what what do you mean she's got a bafta oh she's got a bafta <laughs> but it was brilliant. you know it's always sort of like james bond skit weren't it Back in the exactly. she should have got a bafta for the paddington thing really yeah. she? can we talk about the flirty moment when Catherine patted william's bum <laughs> now i think there was a bit of flirtiness to, if, it was very kind of tactile playful this engagement yeah. wasn't it there was the video going round, and i posted a video and it cut before the bum tap people were like oh she was trying to hold his hand and I was like yeah he might have been but he was when you see the whole video he's waving at the crowd and then I actually posted a photo of them holding hands yeah it was half term they'd been together with the kids in Norfolk you know they'd obviously relaxed a little bit over their little break and it was like date night for the parents (laughs) honestly it did feel like a date night didn't it yeah I mean what what a date night I know they deserve it also we did see Catherine on another engagement this week right she visited I know she visited Oxford House nursing home in Slough she met residents including 109 year old Nora oh my goodness me Royal Community you have to find the video if I can find it I'll pop it in the show notes for you just to click on as a link but when Catherine met the residents there, the conversations were just amazing. We found out that Nora's favourite food was kidneys and Brussels sprouts. And Brussels sprouts. And then Catherine's like, I like kidneys too. Oh, no. And it just reminded me, that was something my nan would have had. That would That's something like liver and gravy and onions my nan would yeah. have had. And I'd be like, oh, no, nan, I can't, can't do that. Rach, when I was a meat eater, I loved kidneys. I loved oh. liver. Let's put it this way. I'm with her with Brussels sprouts and kidneys. I don't eat it anymore, but you know, <laughs> I just loved it. I loved the conversations. And also they had this interactive table to help the residents, um, which they got during COVID. And actually this has been one of those ideas that a lot of nursing homes are putting in now to keep their dexterity, to keep their mental capacity, and to also have fun and interact with the other residents that are there. I'm just, I loved it. I just loved this. And Shell, we saw her flipping some pancakes. She didn't really flip a pancake, did she? <laughs> she messed one up, let's put it that way. There was hardly any oil in that pan. When you're I flipping know. a pancake, you need some oil. So on Tuesday, we celebrate Pancake Day, which is Shrove Tuesday. And for those of you that don't know, Shrove Tuesday marks the last day before Lent. So it's traditionally where you would abstain from having things like sugar. So back in the day, they would throw all the goods from the cupboards that you had left over 
to make this sweet treat. And here in Milton Keynes, near to us, in a village called Olney, is where the oldest pancake race is featured. <laughs> and every single year... They have it and it's only women, it's only women that can do this race. And according to the old wise tales, the reason for running with a pancake is because a lady was late for church and she was making a pancake. So she ran to church with this pancake. <laughs> oh, I love this. I love this. This is amazing. So there you go, Royal Community, a bit of a local history for you. <laughs> Honestly, I've learned so much about Milton Keynes in this last week, which we'll talk about in the Royal News. But I love this fact. This is amazing. I want to ask you a question, though, Rach. Did you have pancakes? I didn't, no. no. I did. I made myself some pancakes. I did have them for for my dinner yesterday. Nice. Catherine also said that she doesn't know whether the children are going to trust her when making the pancakes now after she made (laughs) such a mess of the pancake flipping at the nursing home. Oh, but the interactions, the people on this engagement were just so pure, so authentic. And I really think, and this may be me projecting, but it really made me think about Diana, Princess of Wales, and what she was like on these engagements. And this was the first time I felt that from Catherine. They're completely two different people, but I had this real hark back to these Diana moments. um, Yeah, because she was holding hands with the residents, wasn't she? The way she was chatting to them. I must admit, Shell, when she was chatting to some of them, I I didn't post any of the videos because it just reminded me of my own nan. And I was a bit upset watching it. Not that it upset me seeing the people, but it just brought back memories of my own nan. So I was like, I can't do this. But I did love the engagement. And I thought it was really sweet, the interactions, like you said. And yeah, let's hope for more engagements like this in the future. Definitely. Let's get on with it, Rach. Let's talk about our meeting with the King this week in the Royal News. We met the King! Woo! <laughs> I can't believe this actually happened to us in real life. He knows who we are. We spoke to him. He knows who we are. We're on the Royal Radar, Royal Community. <laughs> Not the Royal Rota, but the Royal Radar. I want to preface this by saying... Everything we're about to talk about, we have a YouTube video. I will pop it in the show notes or you can just search Keep It Up With The Windsors on YouTube and our videos will show up. Please feel free to subscribe if you like. But everything that we talk about, we have a vlog on. We vlogged the whole day, didn't we, Rach? We vlogged the whole day and what a day it was. So let's start at the beginning. Shell arrived at my flat and first of all, she had a little laugh at my William and Catherine (laughs) picture in my front room. (laughs) Do you know that one royal community where is the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge? Catherine's wearing the vampire's wife green velvety looking dress and then William's in that blue suit. And it was a portrait that popped up probably August last year, wasn't it? And it yeah. takes pride of place on <laughs> Rachel's dining table. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, I didn't realise that's where it lived. I thought you were just putting up that there to take like an Insta picture to show people. That's where it lives. And you were like, yeah, I have my computer here in the daytime and I just look at it and I was like, really? <laughs> Do whatever makes you happy, girl. That's what I say. I don't live in Milton Keynes. Milton Keynes is what, about 60 miles away from London? 
Yeah. So I drove to Rachel's and then we got in Rachel's car and drove to her works car park. <laughs> I was like, watching oh, are you going to get into trouble for that, Rach? No, free car park. I wasn't going to pay for parking. We didn't know how long we was going to be there, did we? <laughs> yeah, true. But this was in the city centre. It's now a city, right? Yeah, this was in the city centre. So we have a church called Church of Christ the Cornerstone. I've said it all along, Royal Community. I do not like this church. It's modern. It's got no personality, but it's the main church within the city, should we say. We have got churches that are hundreds of years old, but they decided to go to that one. Apparently, it's because it's an interfaith church where all different faiths go to worship. Other faiths have rooms within that building. And that's, I think, the reason why we know that Charles wants to have more of a multi-faith Britain. And maybe this is one of the reasons why they chose that. That's not a given, but for me, that makes a bit more sense. When we walked up, it was so funny because there was about 10 people there and they started clapping. As yeah, they were like, yay! And we were like, yay! Uh, <laughs> wait, look behind, like, is someone famous behind yeah. us? What's going on? <laughs> they were like, oh, I think it was because it was like more people, wasn't more it? More people, yeah. I have to say, Royal Community, the reason why King Charles was in Milton Keynes was because Queen Elizabeth II had awarded Milton Keynes city status as part of the Platinum Jubilee celebrations. And obviously it hadn't been officially celebrated in a royal capacity. So King Charles made the appointment, but he was supposed to be with Queen Consort. Yeah. And we found out that she had COVID. So unfortunately she couldn't come. Yeah. But did you know, Rach, that when the plaque got delivered, it says... His Majesty the King and the Queen Consort Camilla. And when he unveiled it, he unveiled a plaque, Royal Community. Plaque attack! (laughs) (laughs) When he unveiled the plaque, I know I'm going a bit forward here, but he looked at the woman like, oh, it says Camilla. Oh, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so Royal Community. We went over to Marks and Sparks. We got some snacks. Shell got a camp chair out. (laughs) I got my camp chair. Come on. It is the equipment you need when you're on a royal engagement. Yeah. And we didn't know what to expect, did we? Because we've never been to one of these royal engagements before. And we were standing on one side and Shell said, oh, shall we stand over there? And I said, no, that man over there looks like a protester because we had heard from the night before that there were going to be protesters turning up at this event. And Royal Community, we were like, of all the times we go to a royal engagement, which we both got the day off work to go to, there had to be protesters. We were waiting and we got chatting to some um, ladies that were in the crowd with us. And the lady um, standing next to me was Tamsin. And she was with her teenage son. And she was telling us this story that when the king visited 57 years ago, when he was Prince Charles, he went to the Aston Martin site. And there was a five-year-old boy that didn't have anything to give Prince Charles. And so he went into his mum's shopping bag and he pulled out a tin of baked beans. So she was telling us this story. So she made her son go over to Marks and Spencer, buy a tin of baked beans. And then she was like, we're going to try and recreate this moment. (laughs) And then there was this local TV station that came over and they were like, oh, that's a great story. Can we film you telling this story? I tell you what, the day was eventful because we met Jane and we also met Tamsin and her son. We also met loads of other people. Sorry, we didn't get your names, but it was so lovely to meet other people of the royal community. And I have to say, We have so many people on Instagram when they meet us and they talk to us. They say, oh, I can't go to a royal event on my own. Rachel and I want to let you know you can. 
because there are so many like-minded people who just want to chat about the Royals. And it's a way for us all to come together and geek out about it. Honestly, we had such a lovely time. We were there for five and a half hours waiting for Five him. and a half hours. I swapped numbers with Jane and Tamsin. We swapped videos. We swapped photos. Yeah. I texted Tamsin this morning, show. Did you? Oh, <laughs> if she's listening, hello, Tamsin. And Tamsin is Miss Milton Keynes, isn't she? Yeah. We met a local celeb show. We did. I mean, my trip to Milton Keynes was eventful. Let's give you some kind of idea then of the atmosphere. Because when the king turned up, there was probably about 200 strong royal community members And there was about 25 protesters. Another little caveat, the king actually, and he mentioned this in his speech when he went inside the church, right, that he was having transportation issues. And that's the reason he was late because he was supposed to be there a lot earlier because we were twiddling our thumbs thinking, come on, like when is he coming? And it was cold, Royal, Royal Community. It was really cold. Hence the reason why, if you have seen a picture of Rachel and I that's been literally around the globe, <laughs> I, I hate to brag Royal Community, but we were like everywhere. I was dressed up like I was going to the South Pole with Harry. <laughs> Honestly... <laughs> I never, ever thought I would be meeting the king wearing my windbreaker that I took to Norway when I was absolutely freezing and a grey hat with pearls on it. Never in my wildest dreams, but there I was. I had curled my hair the night before, then pin curled it, slept in it. And it was lovely the next day and it was, it was so windy and it started spitting rain as well. That I just had to shove it up in a clip. Yeah. So that's why I looked like a disheveled mess in all the photos with us with the king. So let's talk about, Shell, the protesters. As you said, when we first arrived, there was two protesters and they had yellow shirts on that read, not my king. Yeah. As the hours went by, more and more protesters showed up. They were each holding placards. One was holding an N-O-T. So they spelled yeah. out, not my king. But... They weren't just there because they were anti-monarchy. They were there because they were anti-establishment, weren't they? Yeah. And we felt quite sorry for the people that were on that side waiting to see the king. Yeah. Um, There was this one woman that went over and she shouted at them. She was like, why are you spoiling this for everyone else? You're ruining it. And she went... They're not even from Milton Keynes. They're from Welling Garden City. <laughs> People were chatting to the police because, you know, there was a um, larger police presence than there normally is. And they were saying, look, they have a right to be here. They have a right to protest. As long as they're doing it peacefully, yeah, then we can't do anything. But this one woman, she was, she was getting a bit, she was, getting... she was antagonizing them, wasn't she? Yeah. And she was getting angrier and angrier, wasn't she? Yeah. And I think at one point they had to give her a warning. Yeah. And then as we were waiting, the police actually started going into the crowd to try and break up the group a bit, not to yeah. tell them to go away, but just to break them up a bit. Yes, we love the royals, but we do appreciate and respect other people's beliefs and they have a right to be there. And to be honest, I have to say, Rach, I think they added a little bit of grit <laughs> to the environment. <laughs> it gave us some comedy relief, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Something to keep our wits about five and a half hours waiting. But again, we have to realise, Royal community not everyone loves the royal family not everyone loves the monarchy not everyone loves the institutions that hold up our country and that can be quite jarring i said this to you didn't i they're the anti-royal community 
Do you know what? We've taken the day off work to meet the king. They've taken the day off work to protest. Like we enjoy the royals. They just like protesting. I have to say, maybe they hate the royals as much as I love the royals. And that's the reason they were there. You know, it's just completely two ends of the spectrum. As I said, Shell was like, oh, we should go on to that side. And I was like, no. And then the royal photographers started turning up and they were banked on the opposite side. So it's obvious they were going to get the shot of our side. And you were like, yeah, you was absolutely right. Yeah. We're on the right side. And then more community... (laughs) She with her famous 2020 vision. She goes, that's Chris Jackson over there. That's Chris Jackson. And she shouted. She went, we love you, CJ. Over it kind of gave me like a disillusioned look. Like, what? And then we saw... Like, he doesn't listen to the podcast, does he? Then we saw the famous Arthur Edwards. And if you're OG Royal Community, you'll know Arthur Edwards has been going since the 80s. I think he actually photographed Diana and Charles on their wedding day, didn't he? Honestly, he's infamous in the royal photography circle. And when we saw him, we were like, Arthur! And he he gave us a raise, didn't he? It's so funny. And then we saw the journalist Cameron Walker, didn't we? Yeah, he was eating his lunch. He was having a sandwich out of a Tupperware box. These are all the behind the scenes Royal Community. We're letting you in on them. So we were getting close and close and we'd heard that the King's helicopter was going to land at quarter past one. And then it got to half one. I was like, it doesn't take that long to get from Camel Park to this church. And obviously the roads probably would have been cornered off and Mm -hmm. things like that. And so we was waiting. It got to two o'clock, still no sign. And people were just like, what's happening? When is he going to turn up? Yeah. Then part of the road was barricaded off so no cars could come down. And then they started slowly taking the barricades away and the crowd was getting more and more excited. And then you could hear police motorbikes. And we were like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. It's happening. And so, community, if that's something you don't know, you'll hear the motorbikes before you understand what's going on. So just hear for motorbikes because they have at least six of them, don't they? And yeah. they make such a loud sound. And actually, the king's car is quite silent, isn't it? Because it's so yeah. amazing. So the motorbikes came down and then we start to see the car. We're like, oh, we're all excited. And we obviously we get our phones out. And no word of lie, community. His car parked right in front of us. In front of us this amazing like burgundy colored bentley with the most amazing you're like i don't know what they call them like a car ornament at the front right and yeah. so you usually see with Royals Roast, you got the angel with the wings. That was a horse, wasn't it? And then a rider. It was just the most spectacular thing. It looked like it should be in a museum, but it was on a car and it was pristine, wasn't it? Pristine. And the back is really spacious. Really spacious. It's enough that you can actually probably be having a little party at the back I think because it was so close to us and we've seen the royal cars loads of times but I think because it was there for such a long time in front of us we were able to just soak in all of its majestic look it's absolutely spectacular yeah so he got out of the car and normally at these type of engagements they'll go in first and then they'll come out and do the walkabout but he got out and then he went to the side of us and he went over to the crowd and we had bought flowers with us because we had written a card as well and Shell was like get your flowers out get your flowers out (laughs) as Rachel pointed out my 2020 vision I was like he's doing the walkabout and Rachel I think you just got your camera out because you were like oh I just want to take a few pictures because he's just going to go in and I was like no no get your flowers out flowers (laughs) so he's coming along and I could hear him and I was like oh my god like the king's like right there it was so bizarre he got nearer to us and there was these two young lads that were standing behind us to the side of us and he went, 
aren't you supposed to be in college? Ha ha. (laughs) (laughs) And they even laughed. He was wearing the most beautiful cornflower blue. It might have been a bit darker than that, actually. Like maybe a jersey pie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, jersey blue. Yeah, with these little crosses on them. I kept looking at the tie. It was so beautiful. His tailoring is impeccable. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something that I don't appreciate when I see him in pictures because it just looks like another overcoat, another suit. But in person, the level of detail and tailoring to his clothing is absolutely outstanding. His eyes are really blue. And I tell you the one thing I was quite surprised at, how gentle he is. He reminded me of, and not in an age-related way, but he reminded me very much of how it felt to be around my grandfather. Do you like that all-encompassing, you're safe here feeling? And I know that sounds really silly because obviously I spoke to him for a while, less than 10 seconds, maybe 15 seconds. I just felt safe in his presence. Like what he must read in those red boxes. You know, he's privy to so much information, but there was such a gentleness yeah. and kindness about him. He's very personable, isn't he? And I think, again, you don't really get the sense of that unless you're a royal follower. It was really nice because as he was coming towards us, I think you shook his hand, didn't you? Yeah, so he he came towards us. And I tell you what, exactly what you just said about him being personable His emotional intelligence is probably at Yoda level. And I mean that in the sense, I don't think I've ever met somebody who is that amazing at emotional intelligence. And I'll give you a, for instance, I've spoken about this on the podcast before, but as he was going down the line, he was picking up signals and listening to people and looking at people, giving eye contact to as many people as he could. And then he was also bringing you into conversations that you were talking about with somebody by the side of you. And you just felt connected to him. Like he was 100% present in that moment. So as he came past, um, he said to somebody, had you been here long? I think it was like two people along. And then Jane, who was next to me said, oh, we've been here a long time. And then I thought, oh, he's coming to me now. But he was kind of like, I wouldn't say loitering, he wasn't loitering. (laughs) Um, he was kind of lingering around in that little area and then I said oh it's lovely to meet you your majesty but he went backwards so he didn't really listen to what I said there and then I reacted to that conversation I said oh yeah it's very cold and I thought that he hadn't heard me so then I said oh it's lovely to meet you then he said yes it is cold isn't it so he had listened to me and he was waiting till he actually got to me when he shook my hand to actually address the fact that I'd said that and yeah. I thought that is just genius level of emotional intelligence yeah. and then Rachel goes here's the flowers <laughs> I was like calm down Rachel I'm having a chat with a kid here it weren't, it weren't that bad for community if you see the Instagram you'll see it I'm joking I literally am joking it wasn't like that I had my phone in my left hand and I had the flowers in my right hand and I passed in the flowers and I said can you give these to the queen consort please and he said oh yes I'm sorry that she couldn't be here today and I said oh we hope she's feeling better and he said something like oh much better just her luck I said oh thank you like (laughs) I'm like thank you for telling me how she is but it was just one of those things I was just like you know when words just come out and you don't know because I didn't know how I was going to react I think I was anxious before because I was wary of the protesters all day we were like is an egg going to get thrown because that's happened previously and because there were protesters if it's going to happen it's going to happen today but then when he got to us and he took the flowers and Shell do you know what it was really funny because I was at work today and I was showing someone the video and she said oh did he give the flowers to someone I said do you know what? I don't even know. And I tell you what, watch this video back because what he does is he takes 
the flowers and he just passes them behind him and someone's waiting for them. It's like he's passing the baton, but it's so seamless. It's yeah. because they know what to expect, right? Yeah. Yeah. We must say that in front of him and behind him, there was security. And as he was coming up to us, we had heard from followers that have previously met royals at engagements who said, don't put your phone up really high because they won't come to you. So I had my phone. Like waist level, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I lowered my phone and the security, I think he was just about to say to me, lower the phone. He saw me lower it and he gave me a thumbs up as if yeah. to say, yeah, you got the right idea. Yeah. Because we had our vlogging camera, didn't we? Which is yeah. quite big. And we put that away to just vlog on our phones because we know that information was given. So yeah, that was um, Parky's Princess on Instagram that yeah. gave us that little bit of information. So thank you to her. He went past and then he went to Tamsin who told him about the baked the beans. beans. And he, he had a bit of a laugh about that. And then Royal Community, he did the most amazing thing. He went directly to where the protesters were. The protesters were. were. And Michelle was like, I can't believe he's going over there. He's going over there. I know. But I have to say that the security and the police were absolutely incredible. Keeping everyone safe, making sure everyone was able to protest if they wanted to or be there and enjoy the moment. And I could not fault it. And even after it finished, there were people going up to the police saying, thank you so much for keeping us safe and thank you so much for your work today. So I honestly will say that had that not happened, I think the king might have made a different choice, but there were so mm. many there to protect him, wasn't there? Yeah. He went into the church and we thought he's going to be in there for about an hour. He came out about 20 minutes later. 20 minutes he? later, I know. And then by that time, when he'd gone in, a lot of the crowd had all gone. The protesters, they buggered off by then. They went, didn't they? Did they protest and they were yeah. like, we've done our bit. Now, we're, you know, we've got our shots in the media. That's what they yeah. wanted. Yeah. And so we waited because when he went inside, the driver, like he moved the car. And so I was like, Shell, he's going to come back on our side. He's yeah. going to get into the car. So we was waiting and there was still like a bit of a crowd outside. He didn't come directly back up to us, but he went to a part of the crowd that he had originally missed. Yeah. And I was glad of that because they had been the same time as us. They got there about nine o'clock, didn't they? Yeah. So I was really happy that they had that moment. There was just one little section that didn't get to see the king, but you could tell why he was a bit late you could tell they he must have probably shortened that engagement slightly because of that but I tell you what I was so surprised at how courageous he was in going past those protesters and making sure even the people on either side of the protesters got greeted even yeah. with like you know with their banners and stuff and their shouting because those people were royal community members who wanted to see the king and just ended up being next to protesters and honestly I nearly cried like at yeah. how happy I was for them and then royal community Rachel got interviewed by the BBC <laughs> so this journalist came over and she was like oh is there anyone local and Michelle was like she is she is when he's gone do you mind if we ask you a few questions and after he went I was just like oh I don't know whether we should wait and Michelle I was like, you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. You're getting your moment. And so I was on the local news. You was on the Daily Mail. Yes, we were everywhere. And I hate to say that like we're bragging. We didn't <laughs> choose this, but Arthur Edwards took our picture, Royal Community. We have two photos taken by Arthur, by Edwards, Arthur Edwards of us meeting the king. Yeah. The only thing we need to get on our bingo card now is CJ's picture of us, really, <laughs> don't we? We're on loads of different places because this picture was chosen. And honestly, it's such an honour and the amount of people that have messaged us and said we've seen you here yeah, yeah. we've seen you here and I tell you what that's been so humbling to me 
that so many people have, for instance, underneath a Twitter post, oh, that's Michelle and Rachel from Keeper of the Windsors. I'm like, I can't believe people know who we are. And this is just incredible. And the amount of people like you listening to Raw Community, as soon as we put that reel up on Instagram, people were direct messaging us and they were like, oh my gosh, you made it happen. Like you did it. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy you got your moment. We didn't know whether we were going to meet the king or not. So it's just amazing to us. We've been saying can't believe we actually met the king i know i know it was more than i ever thought actually he did exceed you actually got a bit emotional didn't you yeah i did i guess in a way because he exceeded my expectations because he's not on the top of my list of royals to meet but actually i really liked him and then i felt bad then that he wasn't on the top of my list (laughs) because he's the king (laughs) he's the king so now we have a bingo card royal community of other royals that we need to meet (laughs) if you want to know more about us meeting the king you can over on YouTube keeping up with the Windsors you can also come over to Instagram keeping up with the Windsors pod or you can email us keeping up with the Windsors pod at gmail.com don't forget if you'd love to support us over on Kofi buy us a cup of coffee you can it's four pounds or six bucks and you can become part of the VIP royal community we have a private Facebook group and we also have a monthly Zoom call if you would like to help us get more royal community members listening to the podcast you can rate us on Spotify five stars would be amazing and also send us a review over on Apple Podcasts. You can also favourite the episode and leave us a comment over on the Podbean app as well. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for your continued support. It means everything to us. We will see you next week on Keeping Keep Up, up With the Winters. Winters.